0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing, Social and Association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Always a pleasure, Mr. Gareth A. Davies on Zoom. He's just moved in to his new gaff. He's telling me everything's looking pretty stupendous, I must say. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm very good. I'm in my new gaff. Better have a little (laughs) gaff. You'll probably call it the gad gaff in a minute
1: or something. The gad gaff with the vape. Indeed, things,
0: you what's that? How's things all good? Things are very good, thank you. Very good indeed.
1: I suppose let's go straight into it. We had the breaking news uh, Friday evening that Fury Usic was signed. Now, there were whispers that this was sort of going on behind the scenes, but no one wanted to sort of talk or preempt on anything. But it's all well, we say it's all done, it's all signed for now. They've said December the 23rd or some date in January. Your reaction, um, Derek Chisora said, never be surprised when the Saudis are in town.
0: No, exactly, because obviously they, obviously Fury is part of the deal, we know that because he's facing Francis Ngannou at the opening of the Riyadh season um, on October the 28th, big event of course there, huge event and they've put so much behind it and it's, it's growing Um but they've got Usyk on board. Um, and, you know, obviously I know a lot of people in the background to this. And, you know, I knew that these talks were going on. And I've always said to you and I've said to everyone that this will play out. And it was a matter of timing and the finances being right. And they've obviously got to that point. And um, Fury needs to go out and do the deed against Nganu now, not, not get caught up in one of the greatest heavyweight shocks of all time, which it would be, if not the biggest. Other people think the Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson was, but I would think this... If who knocks for you...
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for Happy price, got your happy price, price line. Out. It'll be the biggest shock in the heavyweight boxing history ever, period. Um, that's how big a favourite he is, and obviously he's got to take Nganu seriously. But um, I've always thought that Fury and Usyk would meet. Um, the stars have aligned, and obviously um, the Saudi Arabians have made it happen along with the two teams. So the money's right. I don't think it'll happen in December. I reckon it'll happen in January. I don't think there's too much time in between. But, you know, maybe there's an attitude, Charlie, to have the first fight in December and the second one in March if they want to, you know, do a double header. So...
1: Now that would be throwback, wouldn't it?
0: Well, or they do the first one in March and they do the second one At the beginning of the Riyadh season 2024 but the 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 big heavyweight fights now seem to be heading towards the Middle East and that's even reflected I think in the reticence of Eddie Hearn to declare all-out war with Joshua and Wilder even though that's collapsed for now with skills challenge um and say you know he's not saying we are definitely going to make it happen what he's saying is we've got to make fights happen in the UK because everything is heading over there, which is a veiled reason for wanting to put on, um, not even veiled, but wanting to put on the Chris Eubank-Conor Ben fight maybe in the UK in December. The dates definitely won't clash, doesn't make sense. Um, because Fury and Usyk is gonna usurp everything in, in that respect. But I, 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 my instinct is that Fury and Music will will go into January
1: let me just but pick up on like that huge
0: news for the division
1: absolutely huge news it was well let me pick up on that and the intricacies then we're hearing that tyson fury could earn in excess of 200 million dollars which would be absolute crazy money uh, we we haven't heard anything rumored for alexander russick but I suppose it's also quite refreshing to finally see an undisputed fight in the heavyweight division after sort of years of it being toyed and spoke about and never quite happening then you look back at the Klitschko era and people certain brothers not wanting to fight each other we finally look forward to an undisputed fight for belt division with the heavyweights.
0: Yeah and we we might have had um undisputed title fights between 1999 Lennox Lewis obviously was the last undisputed Belt holder. Um, And it just shows the complexity of promotional wranglings, um, different broadcasters, and the complexities of bringing all the sanctioning belts together. And also the lack of desire from a lot of the promoters. I mean, if you recall, um, Klitschko could have fought Deontay Wilder quite easily as well, but that fight never happened prior to 2015, for example. Um, So at the time, there wasn't the noise that there is today on social media and all those areas. And one did wonder at the time why that didn't happen, but they were kept apart. Um, You know, Klitschko was doing his thing in Germany, Wilder was doing his thing in America at the time, and um, they didn't bring them together, but there, there wasn't... There wasn't the development, perhaps, of the UFC at the time, where the best fight the best very quickly. Boxing doesn't have that algorithm. But I mean, I'm delighted it is happening. I'm delighted it's signed anyway. I don't know about 200 million. I, my, my scouts haven't told me the figure is that big at the moment. I know Bob Arum said a few things. I think last week I heard him say, or read him saying, 200 million in one interview and 100 million in another. Yeah,
1: he did. Him. He did. He did do that. Yeah.
0: Um, now, it wouldn't surprise me if it's $100 million, um, but that's probably the two-fight deal with Usyk. if it's a two-fight deal. I think all these details will be revealed. They're, they're a little um, quiet about the actual detail at the moment. Um, Usyk's obviously getting the right money. My understanding is they both negotiated, negotiated separate deals for that fight, which makes sense as well. Um, but look... Um, the time's right. Timing and money is right. Egos are to one side for now. Timing and money is right. And I think we we will get that fight. It's signed. Obviously, contracts need to be dealt and all that kind of thing. But I don't see an issue with it. And also, I mean, I don't buy the arguments that Fury was avoiding Usick. I don't buy the arguments that um, Usick was hard. done by earlier in the year. He didn't want the fight till the money was going to be right for the undisputed and they've both done the right thing. They're both close to checking out in their careers, you know. They're not, probably not either of them, two or three fights from the end. Um, And maybe that whole series is going to play out in the Middle East under the Saudi Arabians. And, And so be it, you know, under the Saudi Arabians as opposed to the Las Vegas casinos. Um, which would have been the other place. Or, or of course, uh, Wembley Stadium. But if Eddie Hearn can get Wilder and Joshua in at Wembley Stadium, great. Or if he can get them in uh, at in the Las Vegas venue, then great. But I mean, I had this chat with Simon Jordan earlier today on, on Talk Sport, um, you know, this morning on the White and Jordan show. There is definitely an element of Joshua needing to get himself in the mix. And a win against Wilder would create that big Fury superfight if Fury beats Usyk. But he kind of needs a big win in many ways before he fights um, Fury. And I said, maybe Joshua waits out to see if Fury wins. But if they do fight twice, Fury and Usyk, he could be waiting a very long time. But it's still a fight I want to see in this era.
1: Well, let's pick up on that Joshua Wilder stuff. It's now not rumoured to be Joshua's next fight. Uh, we think that Joshua maybe will fight in December himself against someone, you know, we don't We don't really know at the minute. No opponents have been spoken about, but they I are- hope
0: it's not Otto Vallin because he's growing on me. Well, just had a
1: great win against Murat Gassiev. Um, yeah. Eddie said that he is speaking to parties in the Middle East, revealed today that he believes a fight still happens, maybe March time. Um, I believe Qatar and Abu Dhabi are potential uh, site bidders. You, would you be surprised? I mean, look, I think the first time this fight was discussed in 2015, we really want to see it, don't we?
0: Yeah, absolutely we do. It's It's a very thrilling prospect. Wilder's so dangerous. It's If Joshua can get a victory against Wilder, it propels him back into the top three, no question about it. And also it puts him in that mix with the Saudi Arabians as well um, because um, that's probably where he wants to head for the fight with Fury. Um, you know, there's huge investments being made by them um, in this Riyadh season and, and I'm sure that Joshua wants, wants a piece of it. Um things need to fit in you know it's a jigsaw a lot of the time uh, especially when big money is on the table and we're talking tens of millions here so um it's not an easy business decision and as i keep repeating these guys are at the end of their careers it's the pinnacle money um you know floyd mayweather was the past master at this and look at look how successful he was in fact he can't even give it up he's giving exhibitions twice a year um but I've always said, be patient with the heavyweight division because we need to be. Let me just plug my laptop in a minute. It's running out of juice. Give me a chance have another little vape as well. Oh, lemon and lime, this one.
1: I don't know what I've done, but I've lost audio with you. What about now? Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, you went on to mute. Ah, I don't know why. unprofessional um, Rish- me plugging in. <laughs> Rishi Sinek's banned them, you know, Gareth. What are you going to do? What's that? Rishi Sanak has actually banned the Elf bars. Is, are they banned already? Yeah, they've been banned. They're, they're, they're not immediately, but they are... I'll the... be going out and
0: buying a few boxes before that happens. So, at least you've
1: got a few <laughs> well, you might want to get in now. Um, Gareth, where were we? I can't even remember. That's from me. Um, On AJ Wilder, um, the site offers and all the intricacies and everything, and, and AJ getting himself back in with the top dogs. The ideal world really would be to see uh, Joshua Wilder happen in March, and then obviously Fury sick those two fights to pay out potentially be done by summertime 2024 and then maybe the winners collide um, yeah. on the line but who knows in this sport i suppose
0: well look no one no one honestly um it was a shock to everyone when the fury music fight was announced as signed last week but i know some of the protagonists behind the behind the the scenes and they were delighted that uh his Excellency Turkey, Al Al Sheikh, put it out there because they wanted to make it public and they wanted to make it, as they did, hashtag big time, and it is big time. It's huge. And even Eddie said, um, Eddie Hearn, you know, the rival promoter, said this helps... I think it might be an interview with you. Um, this helps the ecosystem of boxing in lots of ways because it allows lots of other things to move and and stimulates the movement of everything else. It's been a it's been a it's been a slow burn in the heavyweight division for for a little while and people will always complain because this is the algorithm of boxing unfortunately and, and you just go back to the fact that um heavyweight boxing big time boxing always takes a lot to to get the big figures together
1: gareth just lastly on on Usic itself um don't know whether you'll be able to make a prediction as us in the uh, industry usually fence it a little bit as we uh, have have relations and interviews with both parties and both teams. But how do you assess that fight? A lot of people saying now uh, that we're edging uh, Alexander Rusik before, after the Daniel Dubois fight, he showed vulnerabilities, low blow or not. People, it it seems to be, you know, the general consensus was prior um, to Tyson Fury, but maybe edging that a little bit more now, do you think that would be... Be correct?
0: I, I still maintain the same thing which is Usyk is a very tricky opponent for Fury um, in the early rounds and he's got great skills um, and I think you know he's a majestic uh, exponent in the ring, he, he's, he's a fantastic ring general and I think you know, Fury's not going to jump on him straight away. I think it'll be a very close fight for six rounds. But I think Fury's too big and too clever and will eventually pull away in the fight and win it just comfortably or might even jump on Usyk if he manages to get to Usyk's body later in the fight.
1: We saw last weekend Canelo. Well, I say last weekend. I suppose it was really. It feels only because it was so early on on Sunday. It really feels like yesterday still. Um Charlo with a very, very strange performance, I must say. Now, in the build-up, uh, Derek James said that he would have rather that he came in a little bit lighter, but no, he used that full 168 limit. Uh, he didn't look to have much power in there when he landed on Canelo. Canelo just kept marching forward, um, was down towards the back end of the fight, did stay in it the whole fight, but was on his bike pretty much from about round four.
0: Yeah, taller, a, a taller man, but a lighter man weight divisions for a reason didn't get canelo's respect early enough and canelo was able to walk him down and load up and load up with his shots and i think it forced um jamel charlo to cover up a lot um because he he couldn't time canelo and couldn't go into exchanges with him he had one or two successes in that way over the rounds but he couldn't find himself in there canelo was too good for him it's exactly as i thought it would play out um you know, he, he didn't it was almost as if of course he took his opportunity, but he, he just wasn't good enough for Canelo, wasn't big enough, wasn't strong enough to hold him off. You know, Canelo got everything right, he wrapped his head under his arm every time they got about him close.
1: 400 times, yeah. I know, but but
0: but what did Charlo do about it? He didn't try and hit him to the oh, body, he didn't push him off, he didn't hit him with a low blow. He he looked a little bit overawed by the Yes, of course, he was an undisputed champion, and we have had undefeated champions against undefeated champions before, but um, in different weight classes. But the 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 he he looked a bit overawed by Canelo's yeah, power yeah, presence, yeah. in my view. He looked second best the whole time, and I mean, I stayed up and watched it all as well live. It was about quarter to five a.m. It began, I think, on Sunday morning, and I thought Canelo was back to his very very best and wasn't really challenged. I, I thought he won, I think he won every round. Every round,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: he got 10-8 in there, of course, as well, so...
1: Gareth, let me just pick up on that then. Do you think he could have forced a stoppage? We know from early on in the fight, he was throwing those big looping shots. I saw him target the bicep within the first couple of rounds, like he did in that Callum Smith fight as well. Um, All in all, it was actually a, a very solid performance. I think credit to Charlo in that he did show toughness. He did eat a lot of... Horrible, horrible left hook to the body. Um, but thought maybe could have forced a stoppage in the last couple of rounds, maybe, maybe. But Charlo didn't open up. So, so. Oh, he, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that.
0: So they, they, it didn't open up in exchanges to be. He never there were there weren't really many exchanges, were there? You know, I mean, we haven't seen really exciting Canelo fights in Gal- since since yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or maybe um. Oh, his name is escaping me now. Um, um, they had some exchanges. Um, Caleb
1: Plant?
0: Da- yeah, Plant. Caleb Plod, yeah. That was quite an exciting fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was prepared to bring it. um. But we haven't seen a really exciting Canelo since the, the first two Golovkin fights, really, because Golovkin really had his respect whenever he landed. So Canelo is going to go down as a modern great. I don't think he's got too many fights left, but as he said afterwards, I love this, yeah. I love the fans, I love the sport, I love it, I love it, and it it indicated to me that this guy at 33 may even be around two or three more years.
1: Gareth, Terence Crawford made it very vocal throughout the week that he wanted the winner of the fight, now obviously we saw, we saw on the night that there's weight classes in boxing for a reason. Um, Canelo's also spoke about the Benavidez fight, but in all honesty, never seems to be as pumped up for that fight. Uh, do you think there's a reason behind that? Yeah, probably part ego,
0: timing, and money again. Does he want to give Benavidez a, as a big a big payday? I think I've had this debate. Canelo at middleweight against Crawford would be interesting, but Canelo against part super middle yeah 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 Absolutely. same problems, same yeah. problems for Crawford He'd be overawed by the power. I think. He's an amazing boxer, and I've got him very close to my top pound-for-pound pound, um, leader, Terence Crawford. But I think it's a step too far to, to face Canelo. I think it's a great fight. But again, I think Canelo would overawe him. If there's enough money in it, I think it will happen in the end. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Benavidez,
0: tall, big, strong, powerful, come-forward, to nation. That's
1: why Canelo won't probably fight him.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he's a guy that ducks other fighters. No, I get
1: that, yeah just obviously, seems like that's the one that he's been least interested in for a while. He's
0: making him wait. He's yeah. making him wait. He's just saying, listen, I'm the A-side. You'll wait and wait till I'm ready. He'll do it in his time. That's what will happen. Gareth,
1: um, obviously, we saw Opatia from Australia, his first fight on UK shows. What a fight to a lot of people after this weekend. Uh, got him high, high in their estimations. Uh, we knew he was good from the Bredis fight. I spoke to Jai afterwards, and he said, two, three fights ago, I was having to fight on the undercard of footballers. Now I'm sat here, finally got the credit I deserve. Um, I believe it was revealed afterwards that Tyson Fury has approached him for sparring. Uh, obviously, a very, very similar similar fighter to Usyk, probably as close as you're going to get him replicating it. Not to be for Jordan Thompson, but he took the fight when a lot wouldn't. Masterneck declined the fight. We know what happened with the whole React 4 situation. Um, but a, re- a real star unveiled on Saturday. Yeah,
0: well, he's, he's, he's elevated now because he's part of the matchroom banner and Eddie Hearn's done a great job with him in the last couple of weeks. Funny that on Saturday night, believe it or not, on Talk Sport, I was saying, look at Opataya, very similar silhouette and shapes to Alexander Usyk. With actually probably slightly faster hands with yes. some of his yes. combinations, and I was saying Fury wants to get him. I wasn't aware that they had been in touch. Fury needs to get him into his camp.
1: Absolutely, He's the
0: perfect yeah. sparring partner, yeah. round after round. Um, you know, same same fencing with the front hand yeah. in and out. Uh, not, not not doesn't create the angles um, that that Yusik cleverly makes, but again. On his feet, very elusive, a lot of power. You've got to judge his performance based on a guy in Jordan Thompson who was probably, in reality, four levels below him. So, and, and again, I think that fight should have been stopped earlier than it was indeed, you know. It, you know, He was so easy for him to hit, Thompson, but credit to him for taking the fight. But Oppataya is a very, very talented fighter, I'd love to see him in with React Paul, by the way. I think that's a terrific fight. But you've got to look at Opataya as potentially the man in the division. Um, you know, Lawrence Acoli, prior to that loss to Chris Smith, you might have said, you know, is he going to give Jai problems? But probably not. Um, no, a star was born in lots of ways. On William Hill, uh, he was my fighter of the week this week um even though was it mario Barros?
1: uh barrios win over ugas
0: barrios over um no it um oh hang on no my mind i've been i've been moving home and i've lost my mind hang on i just wanted to find there was a robbery on saturday night that oh won. there
1: was ramos jr versus Ramos Junior, not barrios yes. ramos jr He wasn't very Uh, vocal afterwards, was he? Very humble. Who who, Uh who won the fight fairly comfortably. Against Lubin. Against Lubin. Against Lubin, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was an absolute disgrace. If I've seen a robbery this year, apart from Sandy Ryan's robbery
1: as well, by the way. Yeah, that was also very mad. And both well, of those, least, a lot of people saying in the Sandy Ryan situation, and it's a crazy way to view the sport, but at least it was a draw and it wasn't so bad that she got the no, oh, it was they a terrible really decision, of course. It's, absolutely,
0: one of those judges scored it 97
1: 93.
0: yeah, I know. So, how on earth could you see that in, in that way that she dominated what's that seven rounds to three or something? No unbelievable and and again I thought young Ramos I, I don't see how that fight went the other way to Luka I, I don't see it um such poor judging
1: and well, like you said saying- this is I find it almost tedious bringing it up time and time again because we just keep having the same problems with boxing I mean when are we going to when when am I going to sit here with you and, and and go? Oh, we've not had a, a scorecard like this for ages. Because you look back, always I mean... happens.
0: Yes, yeah. it's the incompetence of judges, and I, I just—it's just inexplicable. It's—it's it's, that was inexplicable on Saturday night.
1: Gareth, lastly, this weekend. We've got a banger. Uh, the fight is is starting to sort of fire up a little bit. Lee Woods doing his media obligations tonight with Ariel Helwani. Uh, the pair will first see each other face to face on Wednesday at the Open workouts. Um, Linus Adolfier and Kieran Conway is a a fun co-main event on there as well for the British middleweight title. Let's pick up on it, though. Josh Warrington's stock, if anything, has gone up after uh, Michael Conlon's defeat to Luis Alberto Lopez. We know that he was a little bit gun-shy early on in his fight um, with Lopez Warrington and um, sort of was quite strong down the stretch. Obviously, Lee Wood boxed to a masterful game plan in the rematch with Mauricio Lara. Uh, It should be a good one.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a really good one. I, I think I favour Lee Woods. More miles on the clock with Josh Warrington, but I've picked against Josh Warrington before and been completely wrong. Um, it's a terrific all-British clash. Both men will deliver. They're both stalwarts of British boxing. You look at both of their last six fights. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. They really have been, yeah. I mean, Josh Warrington's been at elite level now for probably years. world level seven years, six, seven years. Has looked amazing, um, but but would in showing that he was able to outbox Lara last time around, keeping to his trainer Ben Davis's plan. Ben would plan, I just favour him slightly in this contest um, to do damage late. Um, they could both be down in this one. Josh Warrington needs a great performance for his career. Um, Remarkably, none of, neither of the pair have ever been able to get their followings, their big followings, to follow them to America and have a fight there. But I think it's a terrific fight. Twelve and a half thousand people in the Sheffield Utility Arena is not enough, um, but it's going to be absolutely banging in there. It's a tremendous fight. Um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be glued to it. I'll be watching it from the studio and talk sport and come, commenting on it, but cannot wait for the contest.
1: Well, Gareth, always good to speak to you. It is very refreshing. When we last caught up, I think it was on the day of... Uh, well, when we last caught up over Zoom, at least, it was on the day of Terence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Boxing has certainly done its part so far this year, Um, especially if we get the Fury Riusik news. We eagerly await, as always, something more on Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. But so far... It feels like a good time to be a boxing fan. Would it you? always
0: feels like a good time. There's always, it's always fascinating. There's always things to talk about. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, Jiggy
1: Charlie Parsons. A man like Gareth, a final little vape for us before they go away, before, before they're banned for good. <laughs> Top man, Gareth A. Davies. Thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.